All right, I got a quick story for you before we jump into the into the into the episode. Okay, I've got one for you. Pump that shit into my ear holes. A friend of mine in a group chat yeah. the other day is like, "Oh, I uh, woke up yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. I had back pain. Yep, and uh, about to go to work, so I took a piss and uh, pissed blood, and was like." Yeah, it'll be all right. Kidney stone? Go also, to work. never is that going to be all right. No, it's not, is it? So he's like, started driving to work, and then about halfway there, almost passed out from the pain. Yeah. Um, managed to drive, like, down the road five minutes to a friend's house so I could just, like, pass out at his place and my wife could come get me. Took me to ER, ended up sitting there for, like, seven hours. No, ended up sitting there for, like, two hours. And then they were like, oh, there's 15 people in front of you. It's going to okay. be about six hours. Um, when he, he, and eventually his wife came back, took him to Monash instead. Um, he got admitted and they were like, oh yeah, you got kidney stones. They should pass the next day or two. He went back into hospital again today and they were like, oh yeah, we think you have appendicitis as well. Fuck that. Oh man. Yeah. A bit wild. Just fucking rip it all out. Yeah. It's, it's not working. I said like, man, he's just go full bionic, man. Just, just, yeah. just get it all yeah. done with computers. Yes. It is all yes. done with computers. Put a computer in me. I've put things in computer. Never mind. Um, hmm. Shall we? Yes. Hello, folks. Welcome to Australia's least successful, whatever it was. Good. Worst. Worst. Least goodest beer <laughs> podcast. This is Hey Brew, the podcast about the kind of stories that you tell to each other when you have had a couple in the pub. Uh, my name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Cracking. Mike. Yes. Again, pretty good. Uh, I had a I had a real busy day in the office today. Uh, team building Fuck. event, uh, yeah. driving go karts. It was yeah. sick, and I won. Big get fucked energy. Yeah, I had uh, a good time. But yeah, yeah pretty I'm, rad. I'm like, I mean, I should have expected this, but rather tired from all of that. I think my heart rate because I was wearing my like Garmin watch yeah. the whole time. My heart rate peaked at 195. Oh man, like you look at you look at racing drivers, they tend to be in pretty yeah. peak physical condition. Yeah. but I didn't notice it. And like, I remember, nah. I remember like hands on the wheel and I, I like glanced at my watch when I was on a straight or something and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sitting at 160 BPM. I'm like, that is That's like, high. usually when I go for a run, I'm like between that and 180, depending on how hard I'm going. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't feel it. It was just like, oh, I'm good. No, because you, you're not, and, you're not like, um, probably aerobically fucked. It's just yeah. an adrenalinely. Yeah. Adrenalinely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's been a good day. I, Good I, times. I had a good time. Man, yes. I drove uh, to the office. Yep. How was that? Rush hour? Traffic was all right. Yeah. Okay. It's a good time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's about it. Um, yeah. No, no cool. bumper to bumper action. No, nah, it was surprising. Good or bad, I guess. Like, you might have had a crash. I don't know. Good bumper to bumper. Yes. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's my day. Mm. Um, any good beers though? Um, as well, he that, slaps open untapped. As I fucking unlock my phone in front of you. Uh, what have I? <laughs> I was not prepared. I should know For that. the obvious question I mean, that we ask every I time. should know that this is going to happen. Yeah. And I just forget. Um, what did I have? The, 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 we, I'm trying to remember. It was like three weeks ago. Okay. So this, this yeah. The, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, Trop Tart from Hawkers. Did we talk about that? I don't know. It just sounds like yeah, an insult. Yeah, no, I know. I saw it and I was like, it's like this psychedelic kind of art on the can, but it's a you know fruited sour. Yeah. Um, mango, pineapple kind of vibes. Um, 
It's got like a little bit of a bite with the sourness. It's um, these. it's pretty good. Comes out looking like like fruit juice, like a lot of these like fruited sours tend to yeah. at this point. Very tartular. Yes, but it was nice. Yeah, that's probably the main one. I haven't had a lot right lately. Fair play. Been too sleepy. Oh, at the time to be patronizing. It wasn't meant to. I no. was, I'm in agreement. Drink more, you bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess I'll take over. I've been drinking some hazy Voodoo Ranger recently. Ooh, I, I still have yet to have any Voodoo Ranger, but I see yeah. them on Twitter a lot because they're pretty active there. Yeah, fair enough. Sponsor a lot of uh, gaming and yeah, esports sort of right? stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. no, good stuff. Um, what else? Went to Beer Mash. That was pretty mm. good. Haven't been there in ages. I think I've only been there once. Oh man, we should go there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, did a little a small crawl. Which is fun to say yesterday. Is that just you went to two pubs? Three. Okay. <laughs> that we is walked, small. We walked from my house to another pub, but on the way there was two other pubs. Okay. It's good. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, it was a nice day, right? It was a bit of yeah. a banger yesterday, actually. Yeah. 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 It's like 28, 29 degrees. Yeah, the last of the uh, summer ish weather. Yeah, I reckon that's probably it. Yeah. That's it. It shuts off now. I mean, daylight savings is gone as of the coming weekend. Well, also, it's already starting to get a bit darker. Yeah, 6.30 and we're halfway there. Anyway, this is uh, exciting weather chat. Well. Exciting daylight savings chat. Yeah, got a palm on a mic. He's going to talk to you about the weather. Yes. Or not on a mic. Or even if you don't want him to. Yeah. That's what we do, Yeah, mic on a palm. Wait, hang on. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Maybe Um, later. (laughs) Let's keep moving. Saving you the effort (laughs) of hitting the button. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was my beers. Beer. I, yeah, I've been, I've been having some beers, but I've not, I'm not, not anything where I'm like, oh my Christ, I must write home about that. I don't know if I talked to you a little while ago about Fashion to Be Late by Range Brewing. That's one of the best beers I've had in, 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 okay. in a little while. Okay. So that's been good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for this one because I saw the can and I was like, mm. hell yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, late, lately more what I've been doing is just like whiskey and a glass with a piece of ice yeah that's been kind of nice i had a bit of a, a, a bit of a time where i was like i'm a little bit bored by beer right now mm. and it was like probably like a month and then i went into the beer store and i was like oh i'm gonna spend like 120 dollars <laughs> you walked in you're like actually beer is fucking sick put it in me yeah that is <laughs> pretty much exactly what happened um so yeah, yeah back back on my bullshit yeah but um speaking of bullshit should we just get, get straight to this bullshit we might as well i'm really far away like yeah i might um you can, you can. I might snuggle up. You can come over here a little bit. There's room. I can. I can move a little bit as well. There we go. There that'll, we go. that'll do. That'll rearrange myself. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you own the own Mad Shorts? Like, do you own any normal? I've got three different pairs from the same company. Uh, one fine. of them. One of them is like quite subtle. It's black. It's got little astronauts and things all over it. But the other two are like this, which is red, white, and blue donuts. Yeah. And the other one is like white shorts with like beach and barbecue kind of iconography on it. Yeah. They're just very comfy. They look it. Yeah. It's just, they're just intense. Yeah. Um, look, look apart. No. <laughs> it's the thing. It draws the eye. And yes. It's a bit. Yes. Arresting. Mm. Look at the donut hole. Uh, don't. Right. Anyway, beer. It's a donut hole inside a donut hole. <laughs> Did we quote that recently on another episode? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Good film. You know, they're doing a second one. Wait, what film? This is Knives Out. Oh, yes. I think we spoke about it because I only watched it recently. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what... Yeah, because yes. they're doing a second one, but it's just another yes. Benoit Blanc mystery, which I'm Great. very excited about. Great. Anyway. The spear that you've brought, today, what is it? I have for you, from a brewery I'm not even familiar with, called Mortalis Brewing, hmm. which I'll be honest with you, I didn't know it was called. And if I'd known that, I'd be buying a shitload more of theirs. Yeah, okay. But Mortalis Brewing have given us... Where are they? New York. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Livingston, Colorado. 
I just saw Mortalis Brewing Company, LLC, Avon, NY. What the hell is this then? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's a collaboration. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway. Well, we've got a beer. Yep. By a guy. Or maybe a girl. Or maybe neither. Anyway, and it's called The Beholder. It's actually just called Beholder. Yes. Um, I am a beer holder. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we've got a sour ale brewed with strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, vanilla, and yogurt. The, I think it's going to be a big fruity baby. Yeah, the yogurt is... Uh, That's not that uncommon. That's usually what people used to give it the sour. Really? Yeah. I was just imagining, you know, yogurt, yogurt's quite thick. No, so they use... So, so, oh, um, this is my understanding. They use uh, lactose, basilica, lactose or something. Uh, the, the bacteria that's in yogurt mm. creates sour. Yes. Beers. So yes. a lot of people put yogurt in their beer to create the sour Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be on the lookout because I, I don't think I've seen on the side of the cans them like calling out yogurt all that often. No, they'll often just... Do it. Nowadays, you can just get the strain, yeah. so I think. But yeah. I think this is a bit... They've done it old school. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've got this image of yeah. like the one-eyed monster with fucking do you wanna, tentacle eyes on it. I was going to say, do you want to sort of explain what that is? Well, that's a beholder. Yeah. It's a D&D thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you wanted to go any further than that. Uh, well, also, it's a taco demon, I believe. Uh, yeah. In Doom? Yes. Yeah. It's like a floating head, head, one big eye, big mouth, pointy teeth, and then, yeah, eight, I think-ish, uh, tentacles with eyes coming out of the top of its head, like Medusa, but there's eyeballs on the end of it. Yeah. It's 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 fucking sick is what it is. Yeah. But, I this, really is, like- but this is like some kind of semi-geometric line art of it. Which yeah. is also very cool. It just occurs to me the caco demons don't have the like the bits coming off. I don't think so. They just hold the floating heads with a big yeah. eye and a big mouth. Yeah. So good luck with whatever segue you've got planned. Oh, <laughs> the the beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. Just cuts rewrite. Um, yeah, I would get a beholder tattoo. That'd be quite cool. Just something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rad. Yeah. Get it like done in a really cartoony chibi style almost. Okay. Yeah. Be fun. Um, actually. Where did I put it? I have somewhere yeah, you've got a, stre- a, a stress ball toy that is a fucking caco demon from Doom. I think I've got it in one of those boxes, actually. I, yeah, no, I, I forgot I, all yeah, about that. Yeah, no, it's in one of those boxes behind you. Well, fuck. But I do have it. Yeah, you do. But maybe and you've got one of those things. Maybe we'll use that later yeah. um, for a photo shoot. Right, okay. some kind. Didn't anyway, we're going with that. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we fucking get into it? Yeah, I think so. Bit I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting antsy and I want to put a beer in me. Yeah. Whatever you just said. Sure isn't the kind of thing you want to spill on your carpet. Nope. Hi, we'd like our bond back, please. Tough. Oh my I'm word. It's like cream. I've, it's so... I've spilled nail polish on this carpet. Shit. It's fine. We'll get it professionally cleaned. Fuck him. Um, so that is Woo. like paint with it's how opaque thick. it is. Oh my word. Look at that. Damn, that's, boy. That's a lump. thick. Yeah. It'll be like fruit bits in it. Yo, I saw this really like, oh. quite tastefully done Mazda 3 the other day. And it was, um, their Instagram account was on the side. So I went on it and it's called Thick Mazda 3. Mm. But this felt thick with a Q. I was like, yeah. Interesting. All right. Oh boy, the smell on that. Yeah. Um, that is like a smoothie. Yeah. It, do you know what? That is what it looks like. Is it looks like a smoothie. It smells a little bit like um, a, a quite a... Excuse me, like a fruity ice cream or fruity cake. Yeah, have you ever had that vanilla? Um, real fruit ice cream. It's 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 like quite a thing around New Zealand where 
they have these weird ice cream machines where they literally put frozen fruit in the top of it and then it gets munched into the ice cream as it goes yes. through and you serve it out. That sounds amazing. Yeah, especially like around where I'm from where there's a lot of berry farms and stuff. They do it heaps. Yeah. And they'll just like go and pick the berries that day and then put it straight Fresh into... Ice. Like I think it's just they mix it with vanilla ice cream, but it comes out like a pink or purple like this, depending on what berries you use, obviously. But it smells very similar to this. Um. Can I just say, by the way, we are coming up for the cold weather, as we sort of mentioned. I'm looking forward to us drinking some slightly normaler beers once the summer's over. Oh, it's going to be dumb stouts, and you know it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean. But, like, the last few of these we've done have been like, all right, here's a fruit cocktail with alcohol in it. Yeah, here's nerds plus ice cream plus beer, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, onto this right, one. Look how thick this is. Like, it wibbles like jelly. <laughs> oh, my cool. God, it smells amazing. tastes pretty good too that yeah that it's just berries god i love this um this one might be just for my partner but it, it is very berries and cream um a little a little lad yeah with berries and cream yeah i've never seen that video you know no i have the old adverts i've, I've heard enough about it yeah and it's all right yeah sure um anyway yeah that's um so what we're looking at folks here is a literally like thick opaque Purple. Dark purple. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucking rad. And it just tastes like... Well, you can taste the... Um, what do you call it? Like blackberries and stuff in there mm. a lot. Um, what berries has it got in there again? Blueberry, I think. Like it's Strawberry, a, blueberry, blackberry. I think, it. I think it's the, the combination of blueberry and strawberry and that vanilla that I'm getting a lot of. Yeah. Um, it's a little yeah. bit like a really... It, it really just tastes to me like a, a fruity baked good. It like does a, a bit. nice muffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, but then there is that little bit of a kick from the alcohol because it's what, like 7%? 7%, yeah. yeah. It's got a, got a little got a little punch to it. Mm. But then if you use a sour enough berry, you might just get something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and the sour itself is quite like... Subtle. Subtle, yeah. yeah. It's berry sour rather than like all the other... Yeah, rather than like, we're putting chemicals sour. in the shit. <laughs> yeah. That's delicious. Do you know what? I do also because of the vanilla and the... Potentially because I know it's got yogurt in it. It mm. does taste a little bit like you're having yogurts and berries for breakfast. Yes. Yes, it does. This is a bit good. I'm a bit into this. Yeah. It's mad. All right. I might well, get another all right, one of these. All right, Mortalis. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check you out later. Yeah. I, I, I might get another one of these for Katie to try because yeah. be, this is a fun time beer. Well, yeah. You drink this, you'll have a fun time. Beholder. Yeah. Good stuff by them. Yeah, man. Good on you, Mortalis. Yeah. All right, shall we get the fuck around it? Yes, I think so. Okay. Imagine, Mike, if you will. Uh, yes, I'm imagining myself. Go on. Good. <laughs> now imagine the possibilities. Ooh. Um, oh. Uh, okay. Um, imagine the possibilities. The lead designer of some of the greatest video games in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. A near unlimited budget. Core. Uh, and a new generation of gaming hardware to work with. Yes. I'm imagining the possibilities. The results, Mike. <sighs> Absolute dog shit. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where is this going? Is this E.T. the video game? No, it's the second version of that game, basically. Oh. Um, this is a story mostly about hubris, about author game designers, and uh-huh. about how unlimited scope is realistically just enough rope to hang yourself uh-huh 
It's a story we've seen outplayed again and again in the video games industry. Uh-huh. Most recently, probably with Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, uh, yes. Um, what a mess. So, in the beginning... <laughs> there was... There was John Romero. Oh, okay. And in the 90s, John Romero could do no wrong. Yeah. John Romero, if you don't know, if people is a video game designer. Uh, he had essentially pioneered the FPS first-person shooter genre with three of the most influential titles of the decade, if not of all time. Wolfenstein 3D, Quake, and Doom. And Doom is where we take our inspiration today. Okay. That doesn't sound really epic, but we take our inspiration today. Yes. Um, the man is uh, credited with coming up with the term deathmatch. He's that influential in the FPS game genre. Really? Yes. I always wondered where that came from. Yeah. You ever see that, that show Celebrity Deathmatch? It was like an MTV yeah. animated... That's uh, the fucking neighbor's dog. Um, MTV animated oh, claymation. Yeah. That, that show was terrible. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, this week it's, I don't know, Pamela Anderson versus Tommy Lee Jones. No, Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Yeah. Not Tommy Different. Lee Jones. That'd be great. I would like to see Tommy Lee versus Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. They might have done that one. Um, but yeah, it was just like, they had them made out of clay and they were doing like stop motion with it. And yeah. they were just like, it was basically like Mortal Kombat fatalities yes. applied to clay versions of celebrities. It was very silly. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yes, it was, it was daft. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. They made a video game of it. It was shit. I can imagine. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't very good source material. Pro- probably as shit as Clay Fighters 63 and a third, which is. I remember hearing game. about that. Anyway. This is weirdly cyclical. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the man, the man came up with the term deathmatch. Uh, he had founded id software alongside another john john carmack another carmack adrian carmack somehow no relation <laughs> and a man called tom hall whose name isn't interesting or funny enough in this context <laughs> why did they get the laugh <laughs> that's writing baby tom hall you basic bitch um at id they churned out 28 games in five years god with fewer than 10 people on the development team that sounds like absolute hell the fuckers were productive uh not only that they were good right like uh dude like john carmack if you ever want to see the deepest rabbit hole from like a software engineering game development point of view look at his twitter account it is like very very Yo, incredibly specific and technical things yeah he's a bit wild eh yeah and also fella. kind of unhinged oh yeah he's a lunatic yeah yeah he's like i don't he went to work for oculus like doing vr stuff at some point yeah I can believe that I think he's still he's got quite the resume yeah he can do whatever he wants yeah pretty much Um, so iconic is John Romero during this time that we have the following well known video game easter egg the final boss of Doom 2 is actually John Romero's head great hidden behind a wall you've got your what looks like the actual boss in front of it and then if you go around him and clip through a wall you find John Romero's head on a pike (laughs) which you went to shoot, and that's how you actually beat the game properly. Wow. Um, and all of the demon voices in there are John Romero's head. Uh, John Romero speaking and distorted and just played backwards. Right, okay. Which links nicely back to our Satanic Panic episode with backmasking. Oh, yeah. Um, so it came as something of a massive shock to the industry when it turned out the two Johnnies, Romero and Carmack, uh, had clashed so frequently over the direction of id that they parted ways people were pretty shocked mm. by this you know it's pretty big you know the dream it was it was not only breaking up 
cool Gallagher's. I don't like Oasis. No, me neither. <laughs> but one of them is considered to be the talented genius, and one of them is considered to be an outspoken wanker. And the same in this case. Okay. The conflict erupted over something very pivotal, though, in the way that this story unfolds. Mm-hmm. Romero, rightly or wrongly, wanted Quake to stick to the vision he had and not compromise. So purely artistic vision and, you know, realistically being able to do things that no one had ever done before. A yeah. noble aim. Yeah. Carmack, ever the realist, believed that the project had to move steadily forward and progress sensibly towards completion instead. Well, yeah, you're not going to make any money if people can't play the game and give you money to get it. Well, this is it. And at the end of production, Romero left id, took Tom, who cares, Hall with him, and (laughs) co-founded a company called Ion Storm. Um, A company you might know for the commercial and critical darling Deus Ex. Oh, like the first one. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've only played some of the later games in that series yeah which i am a couple of hours of deus ex and deus ex 2 yeah there's a um h bomber guy video i've been meaning to watch it's called like something along the lines of deus ex is fine and here's why but it's like three and a half hours long i like his stuff he's quite interesting i like the salt factory as well just goes back and plays games and is like is this as good as i remember probably not maybe not yeah (laughs) very good but also quite long form yeah um yeah deus ex widely beloved by Gamers, by critics, mm. by critics of the genre, critics of the medium. Yeah. Uh, this is not about that game. Oh, we're still in the lead-in. Okay. Yeah. Where are we going? So the game, which you just lost. Fuck you. Man. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, no, sorry, bro. Daikatana was an ambitious project. So, plan for the N64, the at time the most powerful console in the market, and PC. And, strangely enough, a well-reviewed, top-down, Game Boy Color dungeon crawler that bears little, if any, resemblance to the other versions. Weird. Yes. Um, Daikatana was set across 24 levels, or 18 if you have the console version. That yes. sucks. Yes. Uh, you do visit four time periods from 1200 BC Greece to 2455 AD Japan. We say that last one? You, you, the be, Japan time period? Oh, 2455 AD. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the time traveling mechanics, all yep. sorts of stuff. Uh, your ca- say time traveling mechanics. What it did was just change the look of the levels. Right. It's not really time traveling. It's just set dressing. Okay. Um, your character, a guy called Hiro Miyamoto, who was named after Shigeru Miyamoto in a weird twist. Who is? The guy who, you know, invented Zelda and Mario. Yes. Yeah. Yep. President of Nintendo. Yes. Um, yeah, your com- your character was accompanied by two sidekicks. Uh, Mikiko Ebihara. Guess where they might be from? Japan. Yep. Would you like to have a crack at where Superfly Johnson might be from? Croatia? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, Super... Damn. Yeah. Superfly Johnson. Yeah. Sounds like a really terrible porn actor's name. Superfly Johnson sounds like a black exploitation movie. Or, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the character was about on the same lines. Okay. Yeah. You remember in Gears of War 1 when you first meet Coltrane? Yeah. Which is a great moment, but then you look back at it and you're like, a little bit problematic. Didn't have to be like this. Yeah. Could have, I don't know, given him something else to do. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
So across there, you had 25 weapons with multiple functions, and the whole thing was wrapped up in a bow with additional melee combat. Mm-hmm. Melee, melee, melee combat. Yeah, I thought yeah. I said melee. Melee. Additional hold and melee combat. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's, oh, man, there was a game I remember from, like, I think the PS1 called Vigilante 8, which was, like, vehicle combat, but in these weird arenas, and you were, like, oh, get yeah. weapon pickups and I shoot each other. Shit. Yeah, it's strange. But why is this shit in my head? Yeah, man. I'm also thinking now of Carmageddon. Yeah. And I remember Carmageddon. What was the fucking one where there was a game, it was like Killer Instinct or something, and one of the unlockable characters was just a car from the Sega Rally tournament. Um, and it <laughs> Yeah, just, that sounds like Killer Instinct. Yeah, it just stood up and like punched with tires and stuff. Oh it was, my God. Fucking video games are weird, That's man. stupid. Um, but great. Oh yeah, yeah. Hugely. Uh, so what's the setup? Um, well, you see at this time, it all sounds pretty great. Mm. Um, and Romero, the problem is he'd become something of a victim of his own success. Right. Um, the whole industry was absolutely frothing over the idea that Romero, the genius writer, designer, industry titan, mm-hmm. the, the one who had brought them the best part of 30 hit games, mm. was about to do something new and was alone to do what he wanted. Mm. Um, they saw him as unshackled from Carmack, John, not the other one, Um, who, uh, and and, and, yeah, as a result, he was basically given free reign. Mm -hmm. Um, Ion Storm was created with the aim of developers to create the games to their taste and not be beholden, pun to the beer, uh, (laughs) to publisher influence and interference, Um, which is cool, but there's a major problem with that. Yes. Um, See, publishers have a few major priorities. In the same way, um, well, sometimes their priorities can hamper a game or actively create conflict with designers and developers or even gamers. Mm-hmm. And we often hear stories about movie studios and executive producers putting the boot in and stifling directors' creative dreams, etc., etc. Sure. The fact is, we very rarely or never hear the stories of those people stepping in to bring batshit ideas back into line. The thing is, if you let flighty auto geniuses do what they want, often it's shit. It's yeah. like when you hear really abstract art, like, you know, real people that are deep in art talk about art, and you're like, you're in your own rabbit hole, though, because you, you, it's an echo chamber yeah, where yeah, it gets louder. Echo chamber is going to be the word I was going to use. It's like, you, you get surrounded by people that tell you you're amazing and you're brilliant. That's all you think. Yeah, well, also that, but, like, you don't... You, you iterate further and further on your ideas, and they just yeah. get crazier. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes, slash often, creative types need a firm hand on the tiller to stop them from going off-piste and ruining otherwise good work, mm. which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, the same is true of video game publishers. I mean, right. at, the, at the end of the day, um, you know, we have plenty of opportunities and plenty of times, sorry, we've heard of profit getting in the way of projects. I mean, look at microtransactions. I mean, that's realistically always a publisher thing that gets brought in. Yeah. Very rarely developers are like, I want to make a game where players have to pay a lot of money for extra skins yeah how sick is like paying a hundred dollars for a video game and then paying an extra like couple of bucks here and there for cosmetic items like mm. for games i really enjoy i've done that don't get me wrong but being nickel and dime is no fun well it's more when that stuff starts to become the way that you actually win the game because they're not just cosmetic they're actual like they have in-game functionality yeah. that stuff is pretty bad and we've kind of seen them try that and go actually people fucking hate this let's not do that it's still a big thing, though. I oh, mean, no, it the is. The biggest online game in the world, Grand Theft Auto V, uses microtransactions like yes. mad. Yeah, for sure. Um, but generally... The industry's revolted against yeah. that, but it, it yeah. doesn't disappear. Grand Turismo 7 just came out, and they've got them en masse. Yeah, but I, th- I did say they put out like a big update to be like, 
yeah, this is not what you want, is it? Yeah, actually, <laughs> reduce the grinding yeah. element. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but so it came to pass that Ion Storm struck up a three-game deal with IDOS Interactive, now known mm-hmm. as Square Enix. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, the first two, Anachronax and Dominion Storm Over Gift Three, quite a name. Wait. Actually, two great names, Anachronax, Anachronox, excuse me, yeah. and Dominion, colon, Storm Over Gift 3. What happened to Storm Over Gift 1 and 2? Well, I assume this was a sequel to existing games, but I don't know if it's Dominion 3. Or Gift or, or Gift 3 is like some name of a, it's like a proper noun for something. Yeah, or if it's Storm Over Gift 3. Yeah. Dominion. Weird. Yes, I don't really okay. know what's going on. I've um, never heard of any of them. They both were just like middling to above average reviews so there were there were strong like sixes and sevens basically um the third game in the three was daikatana right so romero's idealized version of an unshackled designer was to come undone at the positioning of himself as some kind of rock star of the games world i mean have you have you seen the way the man looks yeah so contextually could you describe john romero could you point out john romero in this courtroom yeah fuck could I ever? Um, so he basically looks like a guy who was a fucking like metal goth in his teens, never changed, and is now like fifty. Yeah, um, he's like long black, I think, graying hair. Yeah, um, just wears like these button-down shirts with like weird patterns and shit all over them. Like yeah. he's a, yeah. he's a kind of like wallet still on a chain kind of guy, maybe. Yeah. Um, he lives in Ireland now. Does he? Yeah, I think he like started a game studio there with his family. Yeah, his wife's a game developer and as I, well. And I think one of their children is getting into it as well. I can believe it. Yeah. I, I'll come on to that a little bit more later. But yeah. Okay. yeah. He, he very much became a product of the hype that he was like some kind of genius. Yeah. And he believed it. Mm. Um, so as if to swing his massive balls around... He declared that his new masterpiece at the bleeding edge of technology would be ready in seven months. What, start to finish? Yes. This giant game on a Nintendo 64? Yes. All right, John. Which is notoriously difficult to develop for. Yeah, I mean, you're also dealing with, like, this is, like, you're still dealing with physical cartridges. Mm -hmm. They weren't really, like, now you can download a patch day one. Well, also, you can upload your game to someone to publish it yeah. in multiple countries and stuff like that yeah. back then you had to physical supply lines had to be figured out yeah. like manufacturing printing the cartridges um, if you did need to update it because there were like really bad bugs you would have to like do a whole new round of cartridges and yeah. then you've still got those bad ones out there you can't just update everything no it's, it's wild like yeah. seven months is a that's fuck all it's an ambitious yeah. timeline for a small game but for one that the scope and the development cycle that he yeah. had planned that's huge um, this was in 1995 <laughs> do you want to have a crack at what the budget was rumoured for this hmm uh, let's think budgets not as inflated as they are now I'm going to go with 10 mil 30 million okay okay which is it's about 56 million in today's money yeah which is not unheard of in the industry. No. But the difference is that video gaming now is a tens of billions of oh, dollars yeah, no, industry. They've figured out how to make it incredibly lucrative. Yeah. And big budgets like that are mm. a thing you can do. And yeah. a lot of it goes to things like marketing. Yes. 
um, which I'll also cover later. And the complete team working on this was 15 people. Oh my God. Fucking seven months, 15 people. Yeah. Do you have statistics on how many hours they pulled a week? Because I bet that shit was exploitative. It would have been too many, and yet not enough. Yes. Um, so the shit hits the fan. Who'd have thunk it? Me. I uh, would have thunk it. Yes. <laughs> Things basically started going awry almost immediately. Great. <laughs> In 1997, for example, 20 people left Ion Storm. Uh, Wait, they had 15? I mean, oh. you work on that game. Right. Yeah. Um, 20 people left the studio. Uh, some of whom went to work in their sister studio, Ion Storm Austin, working mm. with Tom, who cares, Hall um, on <laughs> Tom, TSX. Who is that again? Hall? Yeah. The, the irony is that he's the one that we don't care about, but he's the one that was off doing Deus Ex. Just kind of got the work done. Yeah. Made a pretty decent series. You might see a pattern emerge here. Okay. That Romero, the rock star, two Carmax and Tom Hall no one cares about, <laughs> getting sounds shit like, done. Sounds like the intro to the weirdest three guys walked into a pub joke oh I thought it was gonna be like three men and a baby which yeah. is actually pretty accurate yeah um so some of them went off to work at um, Austin and some of them just fucked off altogether <laughs> fair um part of this was due to negative press surrounding the company ah. uh which also then had a pretty detrimental effect on development okay John Romero meanwhile was spending like buckery <laughs> um the dot-com bust was yet to happen, oh, so the yes. Ion Storm team were working out of a 54th floor penthouse in the Chase Tower in downtown Dallas. Fuck yeah. As you can imagine, lavishly decorated. A lot of it was taken up with recreational stuff like pool tables and ping pong and shit like that. Floor. 54th floor. Now, what do you know about the weather in Texas? I mean, it's hot and windy. Yeah. Right? Sunny as shit. Um, they had a literal glass ceiling fuck off why <laughs> which meant that the office no one could see yeah so developers ended up putting um blackout curtains over the tops of their cubicles oh so they could see god. their monitors so they were working in literal fuck. caves oh my god man it's a hot one like seven inches from the midday sun i use that so much yeah as a phrase uh, yeah. to quote rob thomas Whew, man it's a hot one um <laughs> yeah um, so the game itself became the subject of numerous rewrites. Sorry, I was just going to go, to quote Carlos Santana. <laughs> Check. <laughs> to quote Carlos Santana, she's a black magic woman. Hmm. See, actually, he doesn't sing. Uh, Santana sings. No, there's singing on his songs. I don't think he sings. Does he not? I don't know. He certainly doesn't in the hit song Smooth featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. Which, fair play, is an absolute banger. Yeah, that song still whips. Yeah. Anyway. And what's the other one from that Carlos Santana album with your loads of, like, collaborations? The one with, like, Eagle Eye Cherry or something? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter, or because credits. it's not Smooth featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox no, 20. No, it's not a banger, but it's not Smooth. <laughs> the one he did with Chad Kroger for Spider-Man 2. That was, what, Hero? Yeah. That was Carlos Santana? Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure. No, there was a different song that he did with Chad Kroger for something else. Oh. I'm getting my, my Santanas and my Krogers mixed up. I'm really sorry to derail so much further, <laughs> but have you seen the Pete's fan, <laughs> feet pants thing? The what? Feet pants? Uh, the, I, I, it's a, a Nickelback the, thing. Someone's okay. taken and isolated and remixed a Nickelback song to talk about feet and pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> you might want to pause while I just find it to send to you because it's okay. fucking ridiculous. Um, right. I'm going to look at that later. Thank yeah, you. You are. So yeah, as I say, the game the game became the sort of numerous like rewrites, scope creep, um, an engine change. Mm. Bear in mind, seven months. Yeah, no. So when id former former developer former employer id yes uh released quake 2 romero saw it loved the engine wanted to use it for daikatana okay yeah uh at this how, point how far into development was this well it's funny you ask okay. at this point there were six months into their seven month production timeline oh fuck john to start afresh with a new engine john no <laughs> john i've never built a game and i can tell you that's a bad idea um as you can probably imagine, um, Carmack and Romero weren't on the best terms. I, I, I can't imagine why. Yeah. So the media played up that Carmack was like, pre- I don't know why the media were even getting involved, but the media basically played up that Carmack was against it. More like car mad. <laughs> More like it'd be getting out of there if I was you. <laughs> better, better. Just reminded of that great Family Guy moment. Like, in a in a alternate universe thing, um, Peter ends up shooting Stewie after he takes over the world and he's mm-hmm. like, it's just been revoked. And he goes, but, uh, Brian's like, it, he didn't really set you up for that, for that uh, lethal weapon line, Peter. He's like, oh, oh, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> like, that's better. <laughs> I really like that as a, as a throw. Like, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Um, no, anyway. one else, no one else around. Nah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, the media played up that Carmack was pretty against it. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really true, to be honest. Carmack was a bit like, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're not using it before we release Quake 2. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ionstorm lost 11 months of development time. When you say they lost it, do you mean they just, like, waited? I imagine they were all just jacking it. At least John Romero was. I mean, yeah, when you look like that, why wouldn't you? Right. (laughs) Straight in the mirror. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Fuck. So, life in the Dallas penthouse was grim. Mm. Romero had originally laid out a 400-page design document for the game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and the various employees were starting to get quite burnt out and either leave or get fired because they basically just couldn't adhere to 400 pages of design uh, guidance yeah, for this well, game. You're going to make any decision and then have to go and look through the Bible to make sure that it's okay. Pretty much. You, yeah. needed, you needed someone who was a scholar on it. Yeah. And of course, Romero wrote it, but it didn't mean he was a scholar on it. He yeah. He contradicts himself and stuff all the time. Yeah, man, I've, I've, I've done, like, rules accreditation for sports I've played, and I couldn't tell you all of the rules. Bro, I wrote this the other day, and I read something <laughs> halfway through, and I was like, that's not true. I didn't Because I this. know that I counter- contradict it later. Yeah. Um, so, Romero also hired his girlfriend to help with some of the levels, mm-hmm. um, which went down like a cup of cold sick, as you can probably guess. <laughs> um for all intents and purposes, it seems that she was actually a semi-decent employee and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Okay. But they, they, oh, no, she, was just, she was decent. But, like, they were like, well, it's still very much nepotism. Good yes. or not. Yes. She's fucking you. And you're fucking us through it. Well. Um, and this isn't to mention the, the amount of time that Romero personally spent playing online death matches in the id office. 
excuse me, in the Arsenal office, specifically playing id games rather than leading the team. I've got to ask, though. Was he any good? Yeah, apparently. Okay. He was also a um, notorious smack talker during FPSs. Good. Which I think is kind of funny, to be honest. Yeah. Especially when you look at him. Yeah. Having a man like that tell you your shit mm. while he wastes you in a video game. While he waxes lyrical about the prowess of your mother. Mm. It'll why, come back to bite him in the ass. Why do they all know about my mum? Everyone knows about your mum. <laughs> you, really you really let me in that one. I was, like, I was like, shit, I've got an open goal. Just I've like, got to take... Uh, yeah, let me just open this giant door for <laughs> yeah. you. Please, come in. I really, Fuck my mum. I really wish you wouldn't call her that. <laughs> I said door. There's a D on the start of it. <laughs> D on the end of it, too. Anyway, let's... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really mom. sorry, Mrs. Jeffcott. And mothers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, or anyone with ears. Please continue. Yeah. Uh, so by the time Iron Storm dropped a demo in 1999, mm. bear in mind this started in 1995. Well. Um, it looked like shit compared to newer releases. I kind of want to go and like look up videos of it after this. Have you ever seen what it looks like? No. Okay. Well, if I show you a picture mm -hmm. um, of what it looked like... Uh, a Daikatana. And then I'll... Yeah, that's a good... Uh, so that's what Daikatana looked like. Now, like, you might think, yeah, okay, kind of fair enough to some degree. I mean, yeah, it looks like every kind of shooter of that era of, like, Quake, Doom, Wolfenstein, but also Katana is in the name and all I see is guns. Yeah. Um, Half-Life had just come out. Yeah, no kidding. And um, if you look at the two of them comparatively... Yeah. Half-Life... Yeah. Looks better. Yeah. Looks a lot better. Yeah. Like, not good by today's standards, but better than that. Yeah, significantly. Um, not only that, not long after, they demoed at E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing ran at 12 frames a second. Oh, that's not even as good as a movie. Dude, uh, it's half as good as a movie, yeah. specifically. And I'm one of those people that can't really tell the difference between 30 and 60. Mm. And even I watched some of the footage of it running at 12. Uh, yeah, you'd look at 12 and notice. Well, I watched, I watched some of the footage running at 12, and it is abysmal. Yeah. It is horrendous. It's like a really fast slideshow. Yeah. it's for, If you are not familiar with what that looks like go google 12 frames a second and watch some videos of it it looks janky as all fuckery yeah i mean for, for reference like movies are 24 yeah. point something frames a second um so when the when peter jackson did that like high frame rate 48 frames a second for the hobbit films um that shit looked fucking crazy and bad because it's just not normal yeah it's, it's weird that isn't it because yeah. Yeah, we're I don't, just I don't not like used frame to it. Fucks with us so much for movies specifically, and I guess TV might be the same. But like, we're just not used to it, so you can't just be like, "Bah, here it is, extra frames." You just no, thank you. Um, but yeah, twelve, you would definitely notice. It looks terrible. It looks, yeah. it looks god awful. Yeah, and this was at E three, you know, the place where you want to make a splash. Yeah. Um, so the lead project programmer, excuse me, lead programmer Steve Ash eventually left the project, and. Uh, that was kind of the final straw for Eidos. Uh -huh. um, so far, they had sunk $25 million into the game Oof. and wanted a product. Yeah, no um, kidding you'd want something for $25 million. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the idea of the publishers not influencing development 
um, had gone as far as it would go. Hmm. Uh, they cut a deal, purchased 51% of Ion Storm, and uh, started quite rightly making some demands. Okay. Hey, John, can you fucking not? I am yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> so the game was finally squirted out in the year 2000. Oh, my God. Three years late. Yeah. Uh, crappy sales figures and shite reviews following its wake. Mm-hmm. And of the two and a half million copies IDOS needed to sell to recoup his investment, mm-hmm. it pissed out Amiga 40,000. Oh, my God. Between Fuck. dated graphics, odd design decisions, the nail in the coffin was probably the AI companions. Right. Touted as a massive selling point at the start of the game, uh, start of the game's development at least. Yeah. They were notoriously janky, often getting stuck on level geometry, ignoring commands, and acting with suicidal recklessness. Oh my god. You needed both of them to live to pass each level, and they really? would often just run in front of you while you were shooting things. Oh my things. god. Um, Romero was pretty much reduced to a laughing stock in the industry, hoisted thoroughly yeah. on his own petard. Yeah. And Carmack wasn't really shy about saying um, what he thought. He was telling everyone who'd listened that Romero's uh, work ethic had gone, which smashed Romero's public image even more. You know, sure. an old friend of his and clearly the one with the actual talent yeah. saying Romero's work ethic had disappeared. Um, especially as it, as you say, it'd become kind of obvious that Carmack, whilst maybe not quite the visionary in the, um, you know, the the one with the vision, excuse me, the, um, the one with the like, creativity necessary that Romero had mm. was really the, the brains and the true leader in software got stuff done right yeah he was the one that was actually making results he was turning he was turning Romero's not shit but he was returning he was turning Romero's ideas into gold mm. whereas Romero was an ideas man that had a little bit of talent yeah and needed needed someone like Carmack around yeah. um yeah so everyone realized that Carmack was really the brains and that i mean yeah it's, it's worth saying that like carmack had pulled off many many things that are nothing short of like technical wizardry in terms of oh yeah optimizing hardware that they were using to the point where like you can basically take original doom and run it on literally anything that yeah. is a computer including the touch bar on a macbook pro i think i've seen it's yeah the, one I've, of the weird I've seen ones. it run on graphing calculators yeah um, yeah, because it's just such efficient code because that man is insane about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and it's brilliant because, I mean, you know, when it continued to push out banger after banger after mm. banger after Romero left, Carmack just quietly carried on being brilliant. Mm. And no one kind of realized until Daikatana that actually... <laughs> Don't you say until Twitter came out because that motherfucker is not quiet. No. Uh, Romero's just a bit of a feckless playboy. Not yeah. a bad person, just, just he needed guidance. He needed, yeah, a bit of reining in, maybe. Yeah. Um, so the enduring legacy of Dai Katana, apart from being a laughing stock, is uh, the, the ruination of John Romero's career, frankly, and the death of Ion Storm Dallas. Sure. An incredibly, and importantly, an incredibly poorly thought out marketing campaign. Mm. Across magazines prior to Dai Katana's release, a double page spread of a crimson red background on the left page the word Daikatana and the game logo on the right black lettering center of the page John Romero's about to make you his bitch cool can I get that as a tramp stamp 
I wish you would. <laughs> so either that or executive producer Dick Wolf. Have you, have yeah, you seen that well, stamp? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's that. I got some stuff for after the jump if you want. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Man, I'm just sad now. John Miro seems like a nice guy nowadays. I'll go into it. Um, so I've called this section Fallout Brackets. He wasn't involved in that. Close brackets. <laughs> Fall- <laughs> Fallout New Romero. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and there was a character called Caesar. It could be Caesar Romero. What's that? I don't know what that. Caesar Romero was the guy who played the original Joker. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm learning all sorts of things today. You'd recognize him. Okay. I believe you. Did I make that up? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up. What am I, a cop? So, Romero never really worked on anything big ever again. Um, And projects he got involved in generally tended to lack lack interest or funding from the industry. Mm Mm-hmm kind of just become tainted goods right um romero and tom hall often work together in the future though romero tends towards being an industry personality these days and tom hall's launched a couple of failed kickstarters um mm. working on games on bangers such as gordon ramsay dash wait a second tell me what that is i don't know it's a mobile is game it, of some form is it yeah is it like a runner you know like temple runner no nah, i think it'll be like a um overcooked style oh, Gordon okay. Ramsay type thing except every 20 seconds Gordon Ramsay utters his contractually obliged swear word yeah I kind of feel bad for Gordon Ramsay except for his money yeah I mean he's kind of just been typecast as this angry man but he seems actually quite nice yeah he's just got low patience when teaching yeah. which just makes you think he shouldn't but have you seen be a like, when he's on like the master kid uh, oh master, he's super nice master chef with idiot. the kids yeah. yeah he's just like actually really gentle with them yeah he's not a monster he's just he is like me in a lot of ways in that you're an adult. Get it together. Yeah. Um, Gordon. So here's some games that you might know that Romero's worked on since Daikatana. Mm-hmm. Red Faction. Oh. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's it. Um, and he, he wasn't like a leader or anything. He was just a programmer. He did something a couple of years ago with his uh, his wife, didn't he? Or yeah. maybe his wife was like the, the lead on it, but it was like... They're, they're of... both... They're, I mean, he did. It was like a, I think it was supposed to be like something like XCOM, but it's set in like 1920s gangster kind of vibes. It sounded sick, but I yeah. don't think it really did well. I, I, I know which one it is. I looked into it. I forget the name. Yeah. But it's like Age of, it's something of Sin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Empire it, it, of Sin. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like a, it's like a, a resource management game. Right. For okay. Mafia, for mobile. It's not yeah. very good. Oh, I thought it was. It's got no. like fives. Damn. John. Um, but like I say, he's. Just, actually seems to be an alright dude he's yeah. quite a, quite a popular in the industry for you know just being able to he's got mm. years of experience of being mm. in this space mm. he's never really done much in the way of like any decent development since in March 2022 in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine Romero created a new level of Doom 2 which was subsequently listed for sale through his personal website Romero stated that all proceeds would be donated to the Ukrainian Red Cross and the UN Central Emergency Response Fund okay which I thought as a nice way to end that like yeah because he fucked up and he ruined his own life and career, realistically. Yeah, I mean, but he'll be fine. He's probably got yeah. loads of cash. Yeah, but ultimately, he's he's a good dude. Like yeah. he's all right. He's just maybe shouldn't have been given as much scope as he was. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just a let, tale as old as time. Let him get a little bit carried away with himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a um, uh, YouTube channel, No Clip, which does like a bunch of 
you know, industry yes. video game documentaries. Do you know where that name comes from? Uh, from Doom. Yes. It's a cheat code so you can walk through walls. To get to the head of John Romero. Amazing. Um, but yeah, they... Oh, fuck oh. these kids in this neighborhood. Um, yeah, right. They... Something bad is happening. Yeah, like I said, he and now lives in Ireland and the, the guy who runs Noclip is Irish and they, they went and interviewed him in his home and his house, is, like his office is like... It's got all this memorabilia from like original Doom printings yeah. and like shit that would be worth a fortune for a collector. Oh yeah, and it's just sitting there. He just pulls boxes out. He's just like talking about all the all the times working on that kind of shit. It's, it actually seems really sweet. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna chuck that on the old watch later because I yeah. bet that's really nice. Yeah, is it is it is it decent length? Uh, no, it's like maybe twenty minutes. That's a shame. I, I'd watch something longer than that. Yeah, I bet there's a really good documentary about John Romero. I I, th- I think they did other stuff kind of just talking to John about what he's working on nowadays yeah. um, I think it might have been a few years ago but yeah it's it's worth a look John Romero's Irish Adventure yeah there you go there we go 43 yeah. minutes that's alright okay longer than I thought um, yeah he just he's just kind of like a, an aging goth who got to do what he loved yeah. and that's that cool. rules I, um, I wish that upon anyone yeah man um, so there is um, there is a book um, mm-hmm. that chronicles this amongst other things in great detail mm-hmm. which is a fucking fantastic book name called masters of doom i have heard of that yeah, yeah. apparently it's really great bit of investigative like yeah journalism. i think there's a similar one about the diablo franchise you're right uh, i think it's called something like stay a while and listen which is like a commonly used came, phrase yeah. yeah um but i've just i never got around to getting my hands on a copy and reading it yeah, fair enough i, I watched probably should the other week while i was doing work i tell it in the background i watched the um documentary about the original um the first divinity original sin oh the guys that made one that. right okay yeah it's good it's just um basic interviews with the guy a couple of the guys from the company and stuff like that and how like basically how dire it was for a very long time they were all mm. working on week contracts and getting renewed on a friday evening oh my god like money at some points it was like right well i'm gonna have to pay everyone's payroll out of my personal funds oh yeah there's plenty of stories like that that yeah. sucks yeah it, it was it was a it was a fucked up time yeah um but they it, it doesn't seem like it was a really a, a toxic culture it seemed like they all had like they all loved the company and they all like mm. had faith in this game and stuff and they had to get to yeah. the finish line and then when they did and it reviewed well and sold well they were all like oh my god thank god like a big sigh of relief yeah, it's like thank, we can live normally for a bit. oh thank god i can afford the therapist i now need yeah yeah pretty, pretty much um <laughs> not to mention the rsi treatments oh my god but yeah um yeah Video games. Weird. Yeah. What's the... What's In the so many ways. Great Alex Ferguson moment. He comes off after a uh, game, the interview in the in the tunnel. It was mm. like a wild game with like a real twist ending. This is soccer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the, he was the manager of Man U like for yeah. the longest time. And um, for the longest... Anyway. Um, and they're like, so Alex, what do you think? He goes, football. Bloody hell. <laughs> It's a, it's a great little interview. Just like, yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I just want to start saying that. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a great gif I've seen okay. a few times. Okay. But uh, yeah, video games. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's me. Pretty good. Yeah. Kind of want to go play some Doom 2016. You played Doom Eternal? No. Me either. I think I, I fancy it. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. It, Doom- After Elden Ring. That's what I'm going to play. Because yeah. Doom's a really great catharsis. Because the other thing about Elden Ring, Dark Souls, Bloodborne and stuff like that. Yeah. Not really a power trip. No, you want to like boot up Doom or any of those like Wolfenstein reboots. 
mm. turn the difficulty way down, get a bunch like of guns, an and just tear shit apart. Rip and tear. That's it. That is exactly it. Mm. Safe. Mm. Um, cool. I don't really have anything else. Me neither, except, well, the rest of this beer, but we can do that. Yeah. Off Somewhere where there's light. Well, yeah, it it's has like, got dark very getting, quick. It's kind of light outside, but this room is just like in slightly the wrong position for the evening night. It is. So it's pretty dark. <laughs> it is a little bit. Um, cool. Uh, if you liked any of that, follow us on all the bullshit. Uh, how do you do a podcast? <laughs> That's great. Follow us on all the bullshit. I think I, I think I stole that from somewhere. I think it's from... Um, I don't mind it. Last podcast on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on all the bullshit. Find um, us on the internet. We're yeah. around. Yeah. Hey, brew podcast. That's hey, brew, not hey, brew. Hey, brew. Hey, brew podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll see you on there. And Mike, if they want to email us, how can they do that? They can hit us up at hello at heybrew.zone. Sick. Send us um, some stuff. Send us a video game review of your choosing. Send us you playing Doom on the weirdest thing you've got. Ooh. That's a tattoo of Doom, so it doesn't count. No, look, if I do this, it's, it's like a flip book. Oh, my God. It's one frame a lifetime. <laughs> Depends how committed you are. Just keep going. Oh, yeah. I mean, realistically, you could get most of the Daikatana E3 demo tattooed on you because it's only 12 frames a second. So How long did it run for? Too long, however long okay. it was. If it was one second, that's still a lot of tattoo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, leave us a like and review and all that sort of stuff on all the things that you listen to. Yes. Things on and subscribe. Yes. Yeah. To now that we can go back to pubs, go to a pub, get a pint, do that. sit at the bar, tell someone sitting next to you about Haybrew. Tell someone next to you a mad story. Yeah. Well, do that because that's just a fun time. But yeah. then also tell them that you got the idea from Haybrew, this amazing, but also statistically worst beer podcast in Australia. Yeah. Do you know what, actually? That could be like our public message is like, yeah. go to a pub and tell someone that interesting story. Yeah. Tell a ripper yarn or a shit one. I don't know your storytelling We've ability. plenty of those. Yeah. Well, they're all somewhat researched. Yeah. I think one day we do a Haybrew in person. Not necessarily like my Not this. Not recorded. But I mean, like, we go to the pub and like four of us or whatever each just bring us a cool story yeah I mean we usually just do that when we go to the pub but without I mean, meaning small to small prep yeah uh, anyway uh, that was about um, John Romero and stuff um, yes. uh, I've been Elliot I've been Mike cheers cheers I don't even know but they actually released Dai Katana on Steam a few years ago. Oh my god, no. Yeah, and it was a bit like, oh, you know, this is a definitive version, we've fixed a lot of the bugs and all this sort of stuff. Oh, I want that, I want the original shitty version, John. Yeah, well this is it, like, I'm going to quote Yasi Croshaw twice here, one from the video where he talks about it. So my, my sources for this were the Eurogame episode, uh, about Eurogame Eurogamer. Thank you. Yes. Um, no, it's your PC game, it's the Eurogamer one, I couldn't find, they didn't really end up... I'm a gamer, Eurogamer. It. Nice. Um, PC Gamer <laughs> article, um, Wikipedia, and the Yahtzee Croshaw's video about it. Uh -huh. But he was like, um, the thing is, like, they were saying it's the definitive one and all this sort of stuff, but realistically... The definitive was, one is the first one. No, realistically, it was uploaded to say, roll up, roll up, come and look at the freak. It's like, <laughs> that is pretty much what it is. Like, yeah. no one's buying Daikatana because they're curious. They're buying Daikatana because it's shit. It's like going to see The Room. Or, yeah, playing, well, or, or playing big rigs over the road racing. Which, interestingly, John Romero is a bit Tommy Wiseau. There is a lot of parallels there. Not quite as unhinged, but I no, see what you're getting at. They both have hair. <laughs> um, God, I'd love to see that collaboration. <laughs>